This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Mark Meadows doesn't fundamentally understand what his role was as chief of staff. And that's the reason that democracy was almost toppled. How do I know that? Because look at the position that Mark Meadows is taking in federal court in which he testified, waived his Fifth Amendment privilege in order to argue his fundamental misunderstanding and misapprehension of what the chief of staff's role is in the White House. He thought, apparently, that it was some sort of um, bootlicker, some sort of coffee getter, some sort of paper pusher, and that he would just schedule the meetings. And if Donald Trump wanted to have a phone call to, to advocate the overthrow of democracy, what's a chief of staff is supposed to do? You arrange that phone call. It's one of your jobs. You go to buildings. I'm paraphrasing his lawyers. You go to buildings. You go to meetings. You go to ribbon, ribbon cuttings. You get coffee. You arrange phone calls. That's just normal. That's a, that is a fundamental misunderstanding of what the role of that position is. And this is why we got into so much trouble, because we didn't have an adult in the room, in the White House, in the Oval Office, to keep Donald Trump as far away from his deepest, darkest, insurrectionist urgings as possible. There's a very good article in the New York Times that I want to credit, um, written by Chris Whipple in the op-ed piece of the New York Times about a book that he's just come out with called Gatekeepers. And it talks about the fundamental role that White House chiefs of staff are supposed to play to be the gatekeepers. I mean, they're known with dark humor, with gallows humor, as javelin catchers. They're supposed to catch the javelin. They're supposed to be the firewall between what a president's wrongheaded, misbegotten ideas are even if it reaches the level, and especially if it reaches the level of insurrection and sedition, and make him not do that, and threaten to resign, and bring other forces to bear to stop that president from becoming rogue and getting out of control. It's the exact opposite of how Mark Meadows approached his job. Mark Meadows, who, who considered himself or fancied himself some charming glad-hander, just did whatever bidding Donald Trump told him to do. Donald Trump told Mark Meadows to jump, and Mark Meadows said, how high, Mr. President? And that's the problem, because phone calls that Donald Trump wanted to arrange, wanted to arrange with state house officials, elected officials, election officials, the, the Secretary of State of Georgia, the Speaker of the House of Arizona, and 75 or 100 other phone calls that Donald Trump made along with his other people, to advocate for the overthrow of America should never have been placed if we had a chief of staff in Mark Meadows who understood his historical role and what he was supposed to do as, to paraphrase or to quote the book from Mr. Whipple, be a gatekeeper. And um, in the history, because every president after Washington had a chief of staff, it's not a it's not a, um, a cabinet position that needs to be confirmed by the Senate, but it is a very important role. It's considered often to be the second most powerful um, position in the world because of its role. Not that Mark Meadows, a chief of staff number four, ever saw it that way. Up until now, up until Mark Meadows, the worst chief of staff that's ever been in American history, has always, has always been considered to be H. R. Haldeman, the chief of staff for one Richard Nixon. When I tell you what he was involved in and compare him to Mark Meadows, you'll know why Mark Meadows now has the new crown as the worst chief of staff ever and one who at, who at his feet we can lay the siege of America, the almost toppling and insurrection that almost led 
to the theft of our democracy before our very eyes. Um, H.R. Haldeman was involved with a conspiracy that led by Richard Nixon, implemented by Richard Nixon, to break into the to the opponent's party's political office, the Democratic National Committee, and bug it, put a listening device in it, and steal some documents from it. Doesn't that seem quaint, what they were trying to... Isn't that, isn't that cute, what they were trying to do in 1972? Tell you what they weren't trying to do. They weren't trying to cling to power and stop the peaceful transfer they weren't stealing votes at that time. They weren't trying to throw it over to the state houses to try to steal an election from Joe Biden. I mean, yeah, it was bad. And that's why H.R. Haldeman went to jail for obstruction, right? And other things. But Mark, the, the level of involvement by Mark Meadows is unparalleled. And the fact that he was stupid enough to take the stand, waive his Fifth Amendment privilege, and try to tell Judge Jones why he had no involvement at all and gave testimony that was perjurious, completely a lie, and against the weight of all evidence that we know, evidence that's contained in the Jan 6 report. You can get it at your local bookstore, Mark, and, your, and Mark's lawyer. You don't even have to download it from the internet. And if you go in there, you will see, and I've highlighted it, and I'll read from it a little bit later, the exact email that shows that you were involved and coordinated the fake elector scheme and scandal, um, and you circulated the memo of Ken Chespro, the lawyer who promoted the scheme to try to pressure Mike Pence to cling to power. And if you and so you shouldn't be surprised that Phony Willis made the argument that you were involved with the coordination of the fake electors because it's in the report by Jan 6, even the email that Phony Willis used herself to cross-examine you the other day. Your pet's a member of the family. My Lily certainly is. Don't feed them like they're in the doghouse. Give them Gnome Gnome. Gnome Gnome delivers fresh dog food with every portion personalized to your dog's needs so you can bring out their best. Gnome Gnome's made with real whole food you can see and recognize without any additives or fillers that contribute to bloating and low energy. That's because Gnome Gnome uses the latest science and insights to make real good food for your dogs. Their nutrient-packed recipes are crafted by board-certified veterinary nutritionists, made fresh and shipped free to your door. Gnome Gnome's already delivered over 40 million meals to good dogs like yours, inspiring millions of clean bowls and tail wags. I love my dog so much and feel better giving her better nutrition. And my dog loves the food and other benefits they've seen. Plus, Gnome Gnome comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Gnome Gnome will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Gnome Gnome. Go right now for 50% off your no-risk two-week trial at trynome.com slash legal AF. Spelled trynome.com slash legal AF for 50% off. Trynome.com slash legal AF. But let's go back to the gatekeeping function, the function of a, of a chief of staff to be a javelin catcher and a gatekeeper. And he's supposed to reel in a president's worst instincts and not empower them. Don't let him go over the cliff and take America and democracy with him. But Mark Meadows went, you know, totally abdicated his role in its constitutional oath to protect America. Instead, he thought he was there just to keep the boots shined for Donald Trump and do whatever he told him to do. Every major event that's in the Gen 6 committee report somehow ties its way back to Mark Meadows. The crazies that sieged the West Wing 
and met with Donald Trump on December the 18th to encourage him to suspend the Constitution and declare martial law. Who let them in? The gatekeeper, Mark Meadows, Michael Flynn, Sidney Powell, uh, the Overstock.com guy, Pat Byrne, all of them lobbying Mike Lindell. How do they get into the White House? Because Mark Meadows let them in. If Mark Meadows didn't want them there, he would say no and shut the door. And then he would tell Mr. You know, his, his boss, Mr. Trump at the time, Mr. Trump, Mr. President, I can't allow these people in. And if you're going to continue to do it, here is my resignation letter. But Mark Meadows never did that. He said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Every time. When Donald Trump said to him, and this is how they spun it in the papers they filed in Georgia, his lawyers, Mark Meadows' lawyers said, well, what was he supposed to do? The boss told him to arrange a phone call, Brad Raffensperger, and he arranged the phone call and he got on it. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to say to the president, what's your, what's your plan here, Mr. President? And, and the president would say, I'm going to call Brad Raffensperger and his general counsel, and I'm going to threaten them and extort them and tell them to throw out 11,780 votes and make me the president. And that's where that's that moment of courage, right? Profile and courage when... Mark Meadows is supposed to say, you cannot do that. You're, you cannot do that, sir. And let me bring in some other cabinet members to make you understand you can't do that. If you don't do it, and if you do it, you're doing it on your own. You make your own phone call, and here's my letter of resignation. That's what you have to do when you have courage, and you're trying to keep the guardrails of democracy up, not flattened on the side with Donald Trump running amok. So it's the opposite. It's that you're not supposed to be on that phone call because that phone call is never supposed to happen to Brad Raffensperger and those threats and extortion because you as the chief of staff are the last line of defense for America, Mark Meadows. You don't understand your job or your job description. And it's painful to watch you try to describe it and wiggle away from your responsibility in a court of law and watching you testify. Mark Meadows has other things that he was involved with. When he or the campaign for Donald Trump or Donald Trump himself thought it'd be a great idea for Mark Meadows to fly to Coffee County, Georgia, or drive there, however he got there, to try to sneak his way in uh, during uh, an audit of the vote by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and other Secretary of State investigators, he should have said, no, I'm not doing that. That's not a proper job for a chief of staff. Okay, that's a political hatchet job. <clears throat> that's a political job. That's a violation of the law regarding what I can do on duty or even off duty. That's political. I'm not going to do that. Here's my resignation letter. You know where this is going. You see the pattern. Did he submit his resignation letter? Did he refuse to go to Coffee County? No, he went willingly to Coffee County. He tried to do a sidestep and get past, do an end run around. The chief investigator Francis Watson for the Secretary of State of Georgia to get in the room. You're not supposed to do that when you're the, when you're the chief of staff. That's not your job. You don't understand your job if you think that was appropriate, right? And all the other things that you did that are listed in the Jan 6 report, we know Fawny Willis and Jack Smith have in at their disposal. All the text messages that you sent, um, to state house legislators and others to encourage them to implement the fake elector scheme. Right? Let me read you some of your text messages in case you forgot. From page 263 of the Jan 6 report, chapter 2, I just want to find 11,780 votes. These are Mark Meadows' texts. 
And let me preface it by saying none of these texts are appropriate for a chief of staff, unless he's gone completely rogue and mad and now committing criminal crimes. Crimes. Here's a text from Mark Meadows. The state legislature can take over the electoral process. Mark Meadows' text to Georgia State Senator Marty Harbin. Agreed. Mark Meadows' text to a different senator who suggested that the Trump administration should get that out there if they were seriously considering the slate legislator strategy. That's the fake elector strategy. I will tell him. Mark Meadows' text to a senator who suggested that Trump should start building momentum for the state legislatures. I love it. Mark Meadows' text to Representative Andy Biggs, who relayed what he acknowledged as a highly controversial idea to have Republican legislatures appoint a uh, a new set of electors. And Mark Meadows writes, I love it. You're not supposed to say, I love it, Mark. You're supposed to say, that's inappropriate. I need to ensure that the guardrails of democracy under my constitutional duties are upheld and not do the political biddings and rogue instincts of my boss. This is now very apparent that Mark Meadows was the wrong person at the wrong time in the wrong job. I'm not saying that Jan 6 and the electoral interference by Donald Trump could have been avoided if we had a person of conviction, an adult, someone who understood the historical role of the chief of staff in that position. But that's exactly what I'm saying. Mark Meadows, you were the last firewall to protect democracy. And you abdicated that responsibility and violated your oath. And you are now, you have the crown as the worst chief of staff in the history of America, replacing H.R. Haldeman, who had been, because he went to jail and convicted of his involvement with a conspiracy, but you make him look like kindergarten. Your involvement in the Trump conspiracy to cling to power makes H.R. Haldeman look like he got convicted of jaywalking. Because in yours, you flew down to Georgia, you met with people, you sent texts, you extorted them, you encouraged them, you coordinated the fake electors, you coordinated state legislators to back Donald Trump, right? You led the effort on the uh, fraudulent vote, big lie, even when you knew, you knew that it was untrue. You knew because there were independent fraud experts that that Trump himself hired for a couple million dollars who told you they were untrue. And And you stood there and you looked the American people in the eye and you said, I am your chief of staff. I will protect you from the worst instincts of the occupant of the Oval Office. And you didn't do that. You didn't do it because you were either charmed by Donald Trump or you have larceny in your own heart and you decided it was in your political best interest and future financial best interest to back the horse of Donald Trump. And so you laid down for him and you didn't perform your duties as chief of staff. And we know this, and we know that he's going to be, not only as we know he's prosecuted, but indicted likely, whether it's in state or federal court, doesn't matter, because of the array of evidence against him and witnesses. Cassidy Hutchinson, who was Mark Meadows' right-hand person, his assistant, is already cooperating with Fawny Willis and Jack Smith. Not just testifying for them in grand juries, but cooperating with them. She's got all the receipts. She's got all the text messages and the emails. And she's going to testify against Mark Meadows and has been cooperating with Fawny Willis to prepare their case. 
So when you took the stand in Georgia to try to convince Judge Jones that you didn't have anything to do with anything politically, didn't you calculate that Cassidy Hutchinson, who formerly worked for you, was going to dump all over you and tell the truth? Didn't you think that Fawdy Willis developed in her year of a grand jury, her seven months of a special purpose grand jury, hearing from witnesses like Pat Cipollone, who was the White House counsel for Donald Trump and had many interaction with you? Didn't you think that Fawdy Willis would get her hands on that? Didn't you think Fawdy Willis would get her hands on all the Jan 6 information, including the Jan 6 report that's in the public domain about your role and particularly about the emails that you sent circulating the fake elector scheme and trying to arrange it and coordinate it? which is where you committed perjury on the stand when you said you had no role whatsoever. Read the book, Mark, or wait for the movie. You can, always wait. You can wait to see who's going to play you in the movie uh, instead. And you, when you get out of jail, I mean, because you'll be going to jail or prison. I'm not sure which. So this is the reporting we have right now. My analysis, based on the testimony, uh, the perjurious testimony of Mark Meadows on the stand this past week, that Mark Meadows fundamentally does not understand the role of the White House chief of staff and allowed Donald Trump to get away with all of his rogue behaviors to try to topple America because we had a weakling in that position who did not step up to the historical moment and be a firewall for democracy. I'm going to cover the cowards and the criminals that occupy or had occupied our most lofty positions of power on hot takes like this one, only on the Midas Touch Network and on their YouTube channel. They're pushing to 2.2 million. Sorry, I was at 2.5 million. They'll get there eventually. 2 million subscribers. Help them get there. Be the 2 millionth subscriber. And then you can follow me on all things social media at MS Popak. And I co-anchor the leading podcast at the intersection of law and politics on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Also, where do you think? On the Midas Touch Network called Legal AF. Yes, it's what you think. And if you like me, give me a thumbs up here. Helps with the ratings and the reviews and keeps us on the air. This is Michael Popak. Until the next hot take, Legal AF. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.